Welcome back to another episode of that good old unrefined sophisticates podcast, episode 170. We we creeping up on them 200s uh, here soon. We'll be to that point. We got to do something extra big for the for the for the double up mm-hmm. of those hunters. Um, I am your host, Cam Jones, to my other box, Morgan Jones, and we are here. We got some things we're going to get into as we get into things, but before we get into those things, we're going to talk about these shout outs. We want to shout out to the UK and Sweden for being our top listening countries this week outside of these here United States. Shout out to Boardman and Mableton for being our top listening cities outside of Portland, Oregon. Crazy as Boardman, I've only been there for construction stuff, and I don't know that it's a city much outside of the in like it's an industry town. Um, so that's interesting. Definitely I curious. I didn't know where it was and was very con- I was confused. Yeah, yeah. But shout out to them for being to being outside listening and stuff. And we're gonna uh, shout out our top listener this week, Gene. I mean, I like that. This is one of the first. Just hey, I'm Gene. I'm on the internet's. And my name is Gene. Shout out to you, Gene. Uh, shout out to our sponsor, The Nine Brand. That's the I-X-B-R-A-N-D. Make sure you check out the latest and the greatest. There has been some new drops that's kind of hot as we cool off in this autumn, this fall. So check it out at the I-X-B-R-A-N-D.co.com. Don't let your web browser or autocorrect mess it up for you. You can follow us on the Instagrams. You can follow us at Unrefined Sophisticates. Follow me, Can, at I Technically Can, and follow more at Portland Morgan. Make sure you like us, subscribe, and review wherever you listen. And tell a friend to tell a friend about us. Double up those Aunt Andres. Hello there. Hello there. I want to say something right quick. I was about to have a tequila talk. Did some grabbing a bottle that unfamiliar, uncharted territories, as they say. Uh, But something that was kind of dope. So right now, Cristalino is becoming all the rage, which it's basically like Reposado that they take the the color out of. So it's clear, but it's not a silver. Um, And. And, and it's cool. There's some good versions, but uh, one of them uh, that I had grabbed last week that I thought was the liquor store hyping it up of just like, oh, we got this batch and it's like a special batch that we got. And I was like, OK, cool. Actually, I mean, I like this brand, so I'll get it. It wasn't until about a week later that I happened to be looking at the back of the bottle and it actually was written out to cedar hills liquor store like it had a locate it's had who bottled it so on and so on and where it was shipped to and i was like oh so he wasn't hyping it up when he was saying like we got a special shipment and i thought that was kind of icy uh, yeah. uh i actually same same sort of thing except for the person wasn't hyping it up to me but at the uh 11th ave liquor store in southeast i went yeah. over there getting a bottle of tequila and they were like, well, we do have this one. It's a small batch just for this liquor store. And I was like, what? Let me see. And it definitely on the thing is like 
11th Avenue liquor store, blah, blah, blah. Which is hella icy. Like, I'm wondering, how did y'all how did y'all get that type of plug? Right. Like, that's wild. Hold on one second. Hold on. Hi. Are you in Yes, I am. What's going on? Hey, Okay, I'll call you later. Hi, Karma! <laughs> All right, honey. <laughs> right. <laughs> ah, that I was always funny. get so excited when I see her face. It doesn't happen. Like, sorry, <laughs> all in the all of you know, the situation. So we got we got to be real with our listeners. You know, life happens. You know, they gotta know. They gotta know. <laughs> but but having that, like, now I'm. I want. I need a special bottle made with my address or something. Like, or have Ooh. it to the unrefined. Like, we got to figure out how to get a small batch made and then do something cool with the listeners um, like where, you know, we get, get, give a couple out and sit and maybe have a drink with a few of the listeners. I love this. Mm-hmm. We back to being outside a little bit. Oh, I am not mad at that. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I am. I like it. See, I was judging books by the cover. I was, I was, cause it looked like for the listeners, um, this brand, I'm gonna say it. I mean, hopefully, maybe they'll come back and sponsor us. But Sam Matias, uh, Grand Reserva, 100% agave extra anejo. Um, and this tastes like air. Mm. It's just that the bottle is all black, it's black with a little gold accent, but the labels on it look definitely like home printed labels. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I was kind of a little, and it's a twist top instead of a wooden cork. So that's a little interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm always a little bit skeptical when it's not a, a when there's no cork. cork. Yeah. I remember yeah. there, you know, that being the rule about wine for a really long time. And then at some point a few years ago, it was like seeing a lot of twist tops. Right. And that was, uh-huh. that was like, uh, for me who I don't know that much about any of those things. I just yeah. know what, like those little rules that people say like, Oh, if it's a twist top, it's like cheap or it's not, you know, uh, that great or whatever. And, it was like, well, this wine was like great yesterday when it had a cork and now is it? And so a few years ago, it was like, this is just the better way to do it now, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That See? the cork doesn't really, you know, matter as much to that. And I don't know if that's yeah. tequila or whatever, but like, yeah, it sure is easier to handle, you know? Like, hey. And shout out to the people who was like, you know what? We're going to throw this in a can, <laughs> you know, Every get you guys a few time. glasses get it in a can i used to not understand why it costs like six to eight dollars for a can and then when somebody broke it down of how many like this ounces is in terms of you were getting yeah. this many drinks yeah. it was like oh, oh, oh okay. yeah and I some of those it. like little not can but not bottle little carton looking things will be a full bottle of wine in this like yeah. little small thing and it's like oh okay yeah yeah oh, no, did i just drink that whole thing hmm. go 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 <laughs> 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 ah, so, so Portland is crazy, huh? Yeah, wow, just uh, so much happening in this city. Town of peas, double We're entendre. The uh, you know the real election cycle, uh-huh. and if you'll remember, a while ago we had a primary for city council, and there was a big, huge effort to unseat Joanne Hardesty, the first black woman who's ever served on Portland city council. Mm -hmm. Uh, She won that primary. Fair and square. 
fair and square. Um, mm-hmm. But the challenger, Renee Gonzalez. Uh, mm. Wait, now did how does this work? If she won, why is he there? Don't don't. don't well, anyway, don't. he's a challenger, and there are there. He's getting a lot of money. There's a there's a lot of stuff happening. <laughs> In, in where's where's he politics. getting this money from? Well, the thing is, Kenneth,en if you'll remember, uh, a few years ago in Portland, maybe, maybe you don't, because you don't, you vote in Washington County. I don't know, but yeah. we voted to um, get big money out of our elections. Yeah, I do and, remember that. Okay, so candidates are not to get; they are not to receive more than two hundred and fifty dollars from a donor. Yes. Doesn't matter how much money that donor has, they cannot give uh-huh. you more than $250. And they can only give you that once. Well, Renee Gonzalez, who is, again, trying to unseat Joanne Hardesty, had Vanessa. quite a little, uh, you know, moment earlier uh-huh. this week when it was revealed that he has been using an office space in downtown uh-huh. Portland, slimy. Uh, that would that's uh, over three thousand square feet. Would market rate be sixty nine hundred dollars a month? That is one hundred less than seven thousand. <laughs> and uh, Jordan Schnitzer has been renting him that for two hundred and fifty dollars a month. What's hilarious about this? And I know you're going to get to it. Is the finagle that he's trying to use is why and there's this where works. we yes so <laughs> so someone may say can't you just let i mean if you own a building can't you just let someone rent that thing for whatever you want them to and yeah. generally yes yes you yes you may why uh, yes bills yes what you can't do is give that to that that discount is what they're calling it you can't give that discount to some to a political candidate and it not be publicized so because they decided that they would you know keep that to themselves because they did not put that anywhere to say we are receiving this help or this is the new market rate i guess of uh mm-hmm. they, you know the com- they're they're considering this a campaign donation in which Watch it this. is. Watch this. Watch it this. It is a campaign donation. Watch this. No. It is a campaign donation because you are not telling anybody about it, right? Plus the fact that that's invaluable. You are getting <laughs> a huge space to run your campaign out of to have campaign headquarters for basically free ninety nine. You are free you are not nineteen. Exactly. You are just not out here spending money. You're certainly not uh, spending the kind of money that any other mm-hmm. business or person or you know business owner would get at all can, if they were not running pay. for a city council position. So they find his campaign seventy-seven thousand dollars, and Renee and his team say, "Hey guys, I don't know what your problem is. Uh, nobody will go downtown." Because it's so disgusting, and they're like, you know, it's just Mad Max, and it's a complete and total hellscape. And so, 
you know, property owners are begging people to be in their buildings. And this is just the rate now. And so if that's the case, I sign me up. I am also two plus and looking to rent. This is what I'm like. That is 3000 square feet for $250. And I will gladly sign your lease right now. Oddly enough, Renee is also saying because we are not, we have not signed a year lease. We have been able to take advantage of this discount because other people are getting free months, you know, like because landlords are having to be like, I, I, I come to you at your feet, please <laughs> bring your business into my business and be here and you can get half the year for free and the rest of it is a dollar, you know, like whatever he's trying to sell to us. Yeah. It is not in any way true. Like, is downtown um, having an issue? For sure, for sure. Do we know what those issues are? We do, we do. Uh, Do we know why those issues are? I do, I believe you do, and I will just briefly say, it has a lot to do with the uh, complete and total failure of government during the COVID-19 pandemic which we are still in. Everybody remember that that, 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 that thing ain't over yet. Nah, it's a matter of Joe over. Byron out here telling you that it is and that you don't have to wear masks anymore because the amount of people with school children who are just getting COVID continuously yeah. on, a, on a cycle is too dang high. So. That's a really real um, point that the, the new version is the, not the new version. I mean, I say that. I don't know what iteration we're in, but the latest, the people who are catching the COVIDs now seem to be the people who were ducking and dodging for the yep. longest. Yep. And they're catching the the elongated version. Yep. <laughs> and, and the more you have it, the more times you get it, the more they're seeing long COVID effects, you know, and listen. <laughs> Our government is not taking this seriously enough for any single individual to just be like, oh, well, don't care, because they're not going to take care of you. They already showed us that. The explosive, uh, you know, crises that we have had, the homelessness issue, the uh, crime issue, like this is legitimately due to lack of resources during a pandemic that are now continuously, this is the ripple effect of not making sure people were okay. So in the space of Renee, mm-hmm. this is, sorry, I'm not bagging on this Renee, but I do remember this bit of um, Patrice O'Neill getting into it on air live with a guy named Renee. <laughs> and he started talking, he was like, Renee, girl name, Renee. <laughs> <laughs> That always stuck in my head. <laughs> that is funny. Um, but is like, what is the, like, now that this is out, what does that mean? Well, so the Gonzalez team is trying to fight it. They're saying, we will not pay that fine. You will take that fine back. This is just what it is. This is what downtown rent is now, which is completely and totally laughable. Like, it, I, I don't know who hears that and goes, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, I just, 
I just don't know. Um, that's where we kind of are right now is they're fighting the the fine and saying that they're they should it's egregious and that it you know is political and which is always listen friends when politicians say this is political like it's a political stunt or they're only doing this because it's an opposing political foe or whatever know that they just don't have an answer for why they did the dumb thing they just did and they don't want to be accountable for it they don't want to deal with any of the repercussions in if you're able to just be like, well, this is just the people that don't like me. <laughs> There's really nothing to see here. It's just, uh, you know, I'm getting what anybody else would get. They're Any lying. hard work in Portlandian. Yeah, run it to me then. I am a hard working Portlandian. Run we should send in a. We should send in a um, a letter, uh, an email. See if we can get in contact with that property management and see if for the purposes of recording we too can be afforded some space such as this yeah i mean, for some reason i think jordan schnitzer is not going to give us that what we be like, i know but we be at the schnitzer hall all the time all the time it's a whole it's a whole mess oh wait i need a pause sorry oh yes Let's do drugs, but not the kind that are schedule one on the back end. We don't park nose, we only back in. If you're gonna do it, do it to the nines. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. What time? It's prime super sorry if you had a behind the back pass we call it a dime but we don't drop those because we ain't no snitches oh yeah oh yeah all right she's back i'm back y'all got a nice little interlude that was great. Uh, you know that was really good <laughs> uh where were we so yeah i i want that i want that rate I would like that rate. And for the response to sort of be like, that's just the going rate now in Portland. Um, again, LOL. Show me. Show me anybody else who is getting that rate. Because it, it's not real. <laughs> it's just not real. So I want to make this point and then we can move off of Renee. Okay. What is troubling, and this is really the point of talking about any of the uh, races that are coming up, What's troubling right now for me is people are running on Portland's, uh, you know, the the blight of Portland right now, yep. how they feel, you know, we got to get this homeless homelessness issue under wraps and it's an open air, you know, <laughs> crime, uh, what I, do they call it? Drug market now. And, you know, nobody gets arrested for drugs and you can want to be the wire so bad. Oh, my word. Like the fact that they're acting like people that sell drugs are not getting arrested is wild to me. It is yeah. absolutely wild. But, the but it's so easy to, to believe that, that, that like that's the the thing about a lot of this that I come across. And I realize when you're not actually around because this 
isn't a thing. So you're not around it. Yep. You're not seeing it. So in the idea that you drive through a downtown and it's like anybody that may appear sketchy to you or whatever that may be, it's like, oh, the stories must be true. Yep. It, it's it's interesting because, again, looking at the data and when they did a polling about people in these different areas, not just um, Multnomah County, but the surrounding areas asking, like, if they felt like you know, crime was up and those things like, yeah, people pretty much agreed that that was a thing. But then when they asked like in your area, most people were like, no, the majority said, no, it's not. No. Um, Which. So then that means you're saying what you're hearing. Yes. What you're hearing (laughs) is bothering you so much that you're about to change everything about your life in order to fix something you've never seen. That. And that you know is what trouble. they said. That's exactly. like when somebody be like, every everybody be saying, you'd be like, who? And they name like two people because that's the only two things that they can pull their, from. Their circle. Tons of tons of stuff. <laughs> Tell me about the tons. We're like, well, I got this one example right here in my pocket. Yeah. And then a whole bunch always of others. the people that don't live here that are the loudest about how disgusting it is. And that's one of the things that really bothers me to all get out. Yeah. But on top of it, you have people like Renee. He's running for Joanne's seat. Joanne on, uh, excuse me, Commissioner Hardesty is in charge of the uh, Bureau of Transportation. Yeah. (laughs) Peabot. She's in, the the way that they talk about her is she is the, the mayor. She's in charge of all of it. She's in charge of defunding the police, she, which hasn't happened. She's in charge of right. the, the houseless crisis, which she's not. She's in charge of uh, all of the crime and, and the, you know, whatever. She's not. She's not in charge of any of those things. And they run against her as if she is. And Renee Gonzalez will be going for her seat, which also won't be in charge of any of those things. So when he's telling you that he's going to clean up the city... And he's going to do all these things. He's he would not be in charge. He would have no hand in it. Which that's and that goes back to also people just there's a face that people put to a thing, right? Yes. And we have to be realistic about how many people actually vote, how yes. many people show up to vote. A lot of people are outraged and all of these things without having an actual understanding of how this how it system works. works. And also, they're not the ones that are out. They're just loud on the interwebs. (laughs) They're not the ones. So being able to put up that her as the face, the the villain in this scenario, it works well, too. Of course, being a black woman in this space, it's easy to try to dump all these things on. And people latch onto that, and then they run with it. And then it's easy for these candidates to be like, oh, that's what. (laughs) That's all it takes? Oh, yeah, then. We'll, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll send some of the minions in there to help uh, spread exactly. the falsities. Exactly. I mean, Dan Ryan, who is in charge of the houseless crisis uh-huh. and homelessness in this city, gets none of this smoke. He gets absolutely zero of this smoke that Joanne Hardesty gets. And someone like Renee Gonzalez is running on her failures which aren't her failures that and so that has to be frustrating as hell i mean it's not just that there's not as many people voting as we need it's also 
a very large population a uh, uh, populace of the people that do vote don't know what really is happening and because they just read the oregonian or they just watch kgw or whatever they're just like oh i'm really informed you are not getting context with any of those outlets none of them and so when you rely on that and that's the limit of your knowledge on that thing you are ignorant on it and that's not a being mean to you that means you actually don't know what you're voting for because if you tell me i'm a small business owner uh-huh. And I really like what Renee Gonzalez has to say about getting, you know, the streets cleaned up for my small business. Cool. He's never going to do that. So you're going to vote for this dude. And then that dude is going to work on transportation and the streets. And you're going to be like, well, so why do I even vote then? Right. Like you they, they put you in this perpetual cycle of like, why do I even do it? You need to know what you're voting for. Their yeah. job is to hoodwink us. And I don't know why we have allowed that to be the thing. I don't know why we have gotten in 2022. We're still like, well, politicians lie. That's just the thing. Like, like we're fine with it. You Is that something, do you feel like that's a thing of, of a 2022 versus that's just kind of how this system has been? And Oh, no, I'm sorry if just, I misspoke. What I was saying is in 2022, the fact that that's still exactly. working is what okay. gets me. It's yeah. always been this way. And at some, it's whatever point. It's always been that way. Yeah, whatever point they were like, you know what, just tell them politicians lie and then they'll just expect it. (laughs) Whenever that happened, from then on, there are political cartoons from like the 40s and the 30s, you know what I mean? That are like, yeah, and politicians and like, we just accept it and don't do more on our own. And I'm not saying to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I'm saying, look into the person that you're thinking to vote for. What is the position that they're even going to have? Like, but aren't these these people for Portland? <laughs> Damn, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the grift of people people for Portland is really out here working its magic still. Betsy Man. Johnson is working magic that she is not supposed to be able to work. And months ago, if you would have asked me, does Betsy Johnson get traction? I would have been like, no. And here are the reasons why. And I would have been wrong because as a spoiler candidate, which is, I hope that everybody understands that's exactly what Betsy Johnson is. When you throw an independent into the mix. I was going to say, give, yeah, thank you. When you throw an independent into the mix who is saying, I'm neither one of these things, uh, but I also, you know, I agree with this Democrat on this thing and I agree with the Republicans on this thing. And, you know, y- you get to do that. Like, I'm the balanced choice. That's how she's coming out. She's coming out calling both Tina Kotek and Christine Drazen extremists. You <laughs> shake the Overton window that way and make Tina Kotek, who you can't both be the status quo, your Kate Brown 2.0, you're all these, you know, like you're, it would be no different. You can't be that and an extreme liberal because nothing Kate Brown has done is extreme, right? And what you're saying about Kate Brown and Tina Kotek is it will just be more of the same. So if more of the same is also the most extreme. <laughs> Didn't like she used to run as a Democrat? Yes, yes. Betsy Johnson has always been uh not just registered as a Democrat, but runs as a Democrat. And 
I watched uh, just maybe a half an hour of the gubernatorial debate, which was an hour. Excuse me, but I got so upset that I had to be like, okay, nope, this is the time I was supposed to be using to go wash my hair. I'm going to go do that. Gotcha. Because she is, she has a shot at, uh, I think the reason why she has a shot for anybody to even listen to her is because uh-huh. of those things we just said. So like, one, people are like, I don't want another Kate Brown. <laughs> but they're also like, I don't want a Trump Republican. So... Christine Drazen is too extreme for people. Um, Tuna Kotek is too mundane for people. And she is saying they're both extreme. And I'm the middle. And I believe in gun rights. And I believe in abortion rights. So I, how could you go wrong with me? And here's the thing. Betsy Anyways. Johnson has continuously said that she is for, a, you know, for choice and you get to do with what you want with your, your own body. And that is normally an independent, you know, uh, person's take. Yeah. However, she opened that debate by saying, I, I support a woman's right to bear arms and I support a woman's right to bear children. And that's not the same as a woman having a choice. <laughs> Say it louder. Please. That is not the same. She is. That shifting. is playing with words. That is playing with words. <laughs> that she is, is shifting ooh. in front of us. And if the reason why you would even, you know, ponder voting for her was because she isn't a Democrat, but she also is for choice, she's not. She's not. Because anybody who is, is really unabashedly telling you, this is not the government's business. And she will tell you that about gun rights. Boop. She'll tell you that that the government has no business knowing how many guns you own and what you got and why you have it and none of that. But now all of a sudden it's a, a woman's right to bear children completely separate. That <laughs> and is somebody, wild. And if somebody is going to tell me that that was, you know, one of her advisors, uh, a PR strategy, because that's sort of, you know, bear arms, bear children. Fail. Fire one your fire. Thousand times. Because <laughs> what you just did to me was that I heard that dog whistle. That means you ain't for it. And I can't trust you to be for it. I got to get trickier with my wordplay. Sometimes I'll be hearing some of the stuff that these politicians be dropping, and I'll be like, these is bars in terms of. No. <laughs> like, some of these be bars. <laughs> they get it in. They get it in. Yeah. It's wild. So we got Betsy Johnson out here, Phil Knight giving her every single penny that he possibly can. He has already given her a million dollars. Yeah, the bag be dropping. And that happened before she supposedly technically claimed she was in the race. So what that means, what that says to me, and I, you know, I will tell you when I have been proven wrong and all of those things. But what that says to me is that it is more important for some of these business owners, especially the ones that pretend to be um have an eye on progress and want to be a part of progress, they're unwilling to vote openly or put their money openly behind a Republican candidate. Dark if money. You're going to, it's in dark money. But mm. if you're going to give me Republican uh, policies that will then help my business later, I'll throw you in a ring. Oh, you need some money? <laughs> I got you, boo. You thought and I was filling you? Never. <laughs> 
And no, never forget that that whole TEDx Portland ambush of yeah. a, uh, you know, yeah. all of a sudden she's the guest on the on the stage. Never forget that the U of O is the biggest uh, sponsor of TEDx Ooh. Portland. Ooh. And Nike Uh-oh. and Phil Knight are the biggest sponsors of U of O. So don't forget that chain. Because it I'm all watching. is connected. And I think that that's the part that we end up missing and forgetting about when you just look at someone's Wikipedia page to pretend like you care about their voting record before. Like, and w- he is dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Wikipedia <laughs> is a brand. wild... Uh, <laughs> Wikipedia wild as life. a thing is wild. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, you just throw anything in there. Like... We need to we need to create ourselves a wiki page. Oh, we should. Yeah, yes. done. Love all kind of stuff. <laughs> but I just yeah, I just want people to really. This is the time. We only have you know about a month and a week before the election, yeah. which means there's going to be a lot of talk about a lot of things, and you need to remember. You need to know. Like, don't just take the local news is um, assessment as and face value. What I would like to also throw in there for the people, take time to look into measure 110 and what it actually yes. has done, what the results have been so far. Yes. Also understand that it's been decades of like strategy <laughs> and it's not going to be undone in a year or two. That's not how it doesn't things matter work. Who is- who it is, doesn't uh, matter. Yeah. But please take okay. time to see what Measure 110 is actually about and then look at how the funding, because there's been delays in funding. This is we're dealing with the state. So there's been delays in funding actually getting to these counties and so on to be able to get their programs up and started and rolling. There's actually if you um, check out. um What is it? The AJRA. Um, Health and Justice Recovery Alliance. Uh, you check that out. You can find a bunch of information about Measure 110 and what's been done up to this point because they're trying to use make this out as if we all of a sudden said drugs for everybody. Live in this space. That's not, that's not what Measure 110 was about. Measure 110 is about services, providing services. It's also not the result. So Thank you for bringing up funding. I will uh, just throw this in because I know we're trying to move forward. But that is a really big piece that I want. I, I want us to make sure that we we talk about more than once because yeah, there is this misconception that once you vote for something and it passes, it like starts tomorrow, and that's not how anything wow. works. And that's not mm-hmm. just like you know uh, your bureaucratic red tape government. That is, you don't get a refund the same day that you get the refund processed, right? Like, it's not how anything works. So when yeah. we're talking about the uh, 110 passing, like, the the result that has happened from it is not what is being told to you. It is not just people out here, you know, are there people who do drugs outside? Yes. Do you know why they do the drugs outside? Because they live outside. And you have criminalized every single part about living outside and you've made it okay for businesses to say, you may not use my bathroom. You may not do these things. You may not do that, which 
fine. But you then did not provide any bathrooms. So when you see somebody, uh, you know, going to the bathroom outside, it's because that's yeah. where they live. Oop. Like, but understand the reason why people for Portland can do this entire grift about we need to just throw people in warehouses and get them off the street. And, it, you know, you just we don't we don't want to see drug use happening near our schools and all of the things that they're doing. The reason they're able to do that is because the funding did not hit <laughs> immediately. Once that measure was passed that we which we as citizens said we want permanent housing for houseless people. And because there are holdups, because that happened right as COVID is happening and everybody is figuring out, you know, how to even do anything that they used to do without being in a group, without being in the office, all of those things are happening and you're expecting brand new housing to just pop up. You're expecting people to be put into homes who, how, because right now we're in quarantine. Like there were so, there are, collectively we are forgetting just what these last two years were. And the last two years were awful for a lot of people. And I'm not talking about getting your hair cut. I'm talking about their lives went from working all the time to living yeah. in a car or living yes. outside. Yes. And if you think that that wouldn't put you in a position to where you want to use a couple of drugs to maybe not have to face the reality <laughs> that your life has changed exponentially. I'm just going to keep saying this out loud. If you are a person who is complaining about drug use, but you go home and you have a drink every night or you take the edge off in a way that is uh, maybe someone else wouldn't want to see you do. <sighs> but you get to do that in the comfort of a closed door and then throw the judgment on the people who no longer have that, who have done nothing but spend their entire lives trying to keep it. One of the things you hit on, and that's, and we talked about it before, and I just, because I don't know, it strikes a nerve every time about, um, you know, the people who have ended up in their cars. And that's based on many factors, um, but a lot of them triggered because of the pandemic. Yep. And these people having full 40 hours that they're working plus and yep. still not being able to afford rent and so on. And then let's take into account, you know, there's many of you out there that are listening who are blessed and ourselves included that the money that we're able to generate in a month is enough to take care of our rent. Right. There's many of people who the money that they are working, they're working the same amount of hours taking care of needing to take care of the same types of things. And that money is just not enough to cover what they need. That's not illegal. Like what? they're doing the things. They're following so to make the it out, there you go. Following the rules. <laughs> they're following the rules. And yeah, you, everything yanked from underneath you. And then I know that we have probably talked about this, but really briefly, like the amount of, uh, stress that one goes under in that kind of situation and scenario where you are already stressed to the max if you're working 40 plus hours and you can't 
afford to feed your, yourself or your kids or, you know, um, you can only pay certain things at a certain time. You're already stressed to the max. If all of that gets yanked from you and you no longer have a job or you now have two jobs, but you don't make as much as you did with the one job or whatever that is. Think about what that stress level does. Like we talk, we know that like the biggest, uh, you know, stressors are like, uh, or life changes as they call them is like a birth, a death, uh, and getting married or something like that. Imagine not having, being immediately homeless out of nowhere on that list. Like you, there is no way that you could just immediately adapt to that situation without some sort of like mental breakdown. I was in the, that. That's a great point. And this is something that back when I used to do calculated conversation um, and we had a therapist that came on and one of the things that stuck with me from that conversation was him talking about the way in which we see people um, having different type of episodes, you know, yeah. mental health breakdowns uh, who are houseless. And he's like, he broke it down in a way of we see that. And he's like, we're seeing that and thinking like, oh, that's a person that's that. And he's walked through the idea of losing everything, right? You lose, you lose your house, right? And let's say you didn't have a card to sleep in. Right. Let's just say whatever your lifestyle was, you didn't necessarily need a car to get to work, whatever it may be. Now you're taking all of the belongings that you can possibly carry in this bag. You end up on this street. You've never been on the street. So you're trying to figure out and and, and he painted it as a male. Right. Because Mm -hmm. you don't get some of the services that are there for women. Are you having children? Any of those things. So this is like the architect of what he used as the example. And he's like, so you're out on the street. You are trying to stay awake as long as you can because you don't feel safe. safe. You're not when safe. you finally do fall asleep. Somebody happens to steal your bag of belongings. Now you get up and you no longer have that. Now you don't so now that. you're now you're on another level and you're just trying to figure out some of the basics. Then you add in maybe you get into a. Uh, let's say you find your bag, you see your bag and you get into it. Now you're in a fight. Now you're, you possibly being attacked in a different, whatever it may be. And now you're feeling victimized. Yep. Now you're interacting with people because you're having to break down whatever it is that you, how you've operated and having to ask for help Yep. and people looking at you like you're dirt. And you've never experienced this, right? This is a thing as a human. Think of your pride and everything else that you operate with in just a day-to-day situation, day-to-day living. And now you're being looked at and dismissed and what that starts doing to your brain and in yourself, like your idea of self and how now you pull all that together, essentially sleepless, hungry, tired, being treated like nothing. And there's only so much that the human brain is able to take in before there's a click yep. and a possible snap to it. Yep. And so everybody didn't start out as this was somebody that grew up having episodes and then just ended up on the streets. These are some of these people were people that were doing all of the hustle and bustle of the American way. Yep. And it fell apart. 
and like that being a thing that you know, but then hearing it like laid out in the way that he laid it out of the sequence and getting to that point. And then again, to be asking for the help and they're not being the help. And then you get to the point of just being hopeless with it. Right. And trying to accept that this is a new way of life. Like that. And how, and for how long and like, and, and this is another thing to speak to of the idea of, you know, warehousing or sheltering folks like this. There are such stringent rules on shelters that to your analogy of I have everything that I own now in one bag that I have with me. And it's never just one bag. Right. But it's your weight, basically, that you're carrying around <laughs> your your body weight plus that you're carrying around shelters are not like oh you just live here now shelters are daily so you have to get in line at two in the afternoon to be let in by 6 p.m nobody's holding your spot in line because you have a appointment at the social security office no one's making sure that you're able to get to those things right so if i'm in line at two and then i get in at six and that a uh, shelter does not let you leave again. So now I'm in there until seven in the morning when they kick me out. Now I have to take all of my things back out with me. When do I go get the services that you are saying are out there for me? When do I get them? When do I get to get to? And how do I get that ID that I need to be able to do any of these things, right? Because I lost my ID when they swept it, when they swept my uh, tent the last time. <laughs> Like we just I, I literally mean, yeah. displace people, take the things that they have and go good effing luck. <laughs> and then people who don't live here drive past, see some people living on the side of a freeway and go, this is just egregious. I can't have it. I yeah. can't, I, I won't stand for it. Put them in a football field. I don't care. Get them out of my face because that's what they're asking for. When someone says I want more shelters all they're asking for is to get the ugly thing that they don't like out their face. That's it. That, it has it, nothing to do with a humanitarian crisis, which it actually is. And people for Portland is out here like, let's fix this humanitarian crisis. But you have absolutely zero intention of doing that. You are telling us you have zero intention of doing that. Yeah. And a question that I have for uh, the people out there, um, and, and I don't think our demo if listeners are necessarily those people, but as a person that, and I've mentioned on this pod many times, like I attract um, drunks, people who are intoxicated. <laughs> uh, and, and and let me say drunk people, not drunk. That's, that's <laughs> drunk people. And also people who are houseless, like homeless people come up to me and no matter what city, I'm a magnet for just We don't talk about it. Okay. And I engage in conversation. I'm I'm curious. And a lot of people be like, why, why? And it's like, I be curious. I just want to know sometimes. Or like, there's times people have asked me for money and not so much that I'm worried about what you're going to do. If I'm going to give you the money, I'm giving you the money. But like, for what? What you about to do? And, and, and I say it in a way that's not demeaning or down. Like, what are you going to do with it? But in a way of like, what you, what you, what's about to And... I then take that because usually I it starts a conversation and I respect it when they're like, I'm about to grab a beer. Yep. I feel you. Yep. 
if there's in this situation, if you need to go get a beer, it, it, whatever you need in this situation to make you deal and be able to cope with this a bit better, I'm for it. Yeah. Like straight up and down. And, and, and the thing is that I've had enough conversations outside of just beer and that like that's just the fun part of it. But I've had conversations with people about their situation and how they ended up there. And right. a lot of you would probably a lot of you again, not our listeners. I'm directing this to the other people because the soundbite makes it into the world. A lot of you that have this take of just get it out my face. I don't want to see it. It's like, have you ever had a conversation with somebody in that situation and about what they feel, what it is that they've dealt with? What are their fears? Like, what are their joys? Have you ever had that conversation or, or have the conversation of how did you get here? Everybody sitting on this street is not a mm. result of I threw my life away. I, I decided I was, I, uh, uh, yeah, like I had an addiction. Like, that's not how a lot of this starts out. There's no. a lot of coping that's going on in the space of that's not how it started out. It turned into trying to deal with what's in front of me. Right. And this is like, I just, I, you know, it's, it's like, it's, it's, it, it, you hear a lot of like triumph stories of people that get into situations that are unfavorable and they're like, you know, I had to adapt and become this version of myself that I'm not proud of to survive. Right. And we love that in certain contexts. Mm. Nah, this is the same thing. A lot of these people are versions of themselves that they never imagined and they don't want for themselves, but it's yep. versions of themselves that they are because of their actual situation. The circumstances. That. And it's just, it, 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 it goes into, you know, the, the basic and, 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 and I hate cliches, but you know, they talk about like the, 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 the sharks that you can buy and put in a fish tank in your house that only grow to be this eight inches. But if you put them in a if huge tank, they would grow <laughs> huge. Like, look at goldfish. Like, let's get sharks out of here. <laughs> like uh, putting a goldfish into a huge space what happens and that's just goes into like what it is when people have what they need yeah but you put a person a person is put in a situation due to circumstances where they don't have anything right and this idea that you can grab a strap that's on your boot and be lifted get out of here i just want to add to your point because this is so the the addiction angle is such a, a, a big one for folks that like, well, if you use drugs and then you, you know, choose those drugs over your life or over your job or your children or whatever it is, um, we have a warped sense of what addiction means as a society. And that's very much on purpose. People who were addicts before they become houseless were also coping, right? They were also trying to deal with something that was un, uh, uh, what's the word? Unfavorable for them. Well, Whatever it was that they were dealing with, untreated. they were trying to escape a thing. Yes, it's untreated trauma. We know that most of the things that cause, you know, um, violence for a lot of people that are repeat violent offenders or you know like it's untreated trauma we as a country do not invest in making sure that people are able to have 
mental health services at the ready, right? And if people were able to deal with the traumas that happen in childhood and uh, early adulthood in a way that actually addresses those traumas, gives those people coping mechanisms that are not drugs and alcohol, then we're on a road to a whole different life, right? But we do not invest in that because we don't think that it will then, I don't know, make a bunch of money. It does in fact make a bunch of money when you privatize it. And so I have had, uh, I, I said this on News With My Fiance the other day, for the people that were drug affected in, in my Wait, life- you have a fiance? I do. Uh, Why didn't I know about this? You definitely do. Uh, not gonna do that. We've been fianced for too long, you know? Like, mm. uh, anyway, always trying to make me lose my point. Um, we have taken away all of the services and made them not available to people and then tell them that it's a moral failure if they choose to do drugs as if we don't understand the chemical dependency that then happens once you start doing these drugs. We understand it when it's be being prescribed. We understand it when a pharmacist is telling you make sure you don't take too many. We understand all of that yeah. uh, dependency then, but when mm -hmm. somebody has it and is using it and we don't understand all of a sudden now it's choices, now it's this person Racist. chose to do whatever drug it is instead of going to work. And y'all, it just isn't that. And this isn't us blaming like, uh, you know, a system that you can't see or feel. Yeah. This is legit how it's set up and it's on purpose. And we're supposed to look at these people like they're not human. You've literally been told oh, your yeah. entire life. They're not, yeah. they're not someone for you. Don't give them money. Cause they're just going to use it for drugs. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't they just do the simple test. Close your eyes or not even close your eyes. Everyone listening right now. Pay attention to the image that pops in your head when I say homeless. What's it look like? What does that look like? I'm going to tell you that there is, that's not all it looks like. Go walk to whatever mirror is close to you. When you're in your work outfit. That's also what it looks like. Bam. We talk in systems. And there's another, like, we'll take a quick take on it. But one of the things in all the, the promises when we were talking politics, there was a guy running that was like, student loans. That is, that is tearing up the economy here. That is you know, really doing a number on the people of this great nation. We're we'll get it out of here. We'll get it out of here. Shout out to Joe Byron. Up. Byron. So, yeah, you a bunch of you uh, decided that Joe Byron was a better choice because he said he would do certain things that he wasn't. And uh, student debt relief. He ran on a lot of different student debt relief platforms in the way of 
Did you go to a historically black college or university? I'm gonna take that all the way away from you. Doesn't matter. It's gone. Yeah, don't. Mm, out of there. Not happening. Not happening. They were talking about fifty thousand dollars student debt relief. He was like, mm, way too much. Maybe twenty. Maybe twenty five. We'll see. He came with ten, and uh, hold that, hold that. <laughs> in a reversal, the education department is excluding certain people from student debt relief that did get federal loans that were private loans that were federally, you know, backed. So yes, you pull that thread long enough. It's it's a federal loan because it's a it's federally backed. So there Open were two the specifically uh, loans and the federal family education loans. Those were issued again by private banks, but they were guaranteed by federal government and were once the way that you got a federal student loan. <laughs> that was, that's how you did it. And that program ended in 2010. And there are people, if, shockingly, for folks who don't understand debt, are still paying those loans <laughs> in 2022. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. the people that have those loans, it's about 4 million borrowers. Um, they were told that they would be able to consolidate their loan, make it into a federal direct loan, and then they would qualify for the $10,000 debt relief if they qualify, obviously. Uh, and now the education department is saying, nah, not y'all. Actually, every not y'all. And I don't know how it works. I don't know how we, you know, Biden passes this thing and everybody's all hype. And then the education department under him can say, yeah, but not them. But that's where we are. And so when when I, when people say to me, but Joe Byron, he's getting all this stuff done. And I say, the bye guy, all, that student debt relief was not what he ran on, what he what you know, what he's ended with. Is not what he ran on, much like when it was like, we need $2,000 stimulus checks when he was running. And then he wins and he's like, I'm going to run y'all this 1400 because y'all just got six. Like, and, and those things equal two. Yeah. Quit playing in my face. I'm not, uh, I paid for my school uh, as, and <laughs> I, I will never get over how, just how much just how ridiculous that is on its own that college isn't free if college Man. is a stepping stone for you to be able to advance anything in your life we should not have to be hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt in order to do it and that is what capitalism has done everything is privatized everything costs money and everything's on you and they have successfully made it so that anything that is collected, anything that is mutual aid is some sort of disgusting, (laughs) you know, socialist, Marxist idea. And in all reality, the majority of us need each other. There is a very teeny tiny amount of people that don't ever need another dollar from somebody else ever again in life. And you know who's going to continue to get those dollars? Those people that don't need them. And we're going to keep paying higher taxes because they won't. They literally refuse. And then we thank them for being philanthropists. When only they're just tax dodging at that point. 
So like, we need a collective unlearning because all of the things that we have been taught are absolutely to keep us oppressed. That's it. That's it. That's all. That's a great shout out to Brett Favre. And we'll be back with that in a moment. So, man's bins outs here's takings bigs monies from the state. From the state. Legit directly from the state that money is earmarked. I need connections. I need to be connected. <laughs> like to Pull a skinny scam on I mean, a, from the state. It is, it and, is, it is and I'm sure it's done though. regularly. Yeah. And not a scam. It's it's the state doing a scam on the people for letting it go. happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in the space that this ain't this can't be new because this had to have been fairly easy. And we're just now in the age of being able to you know, investigate things um, in a different way. But also, I feel there's not enough backlash and outrage. Let's talk about that. So just the real, because we don't need to spend a whole bunch of time on like what exactly Brett Favre did because I I think most people know it. He ended up uh, soliciting money. From the governor of Mississippi. Mississippi, I just want to remind everybody, is the poorest state in the union. Mississippi is currently, Jackson, Mississippi, is currently going through a a Flint-level water crisis. Mm -hmm. So much so that residents of Jackson are coming together and they're going to file a class action suit against the state. This is the poorest state in the nation. People are not making a lot of money. (laughs) You do not get a lot of money when you are receiving any sort of assistance from the state. There is this idea, thank you, Ronald Reagan, again, of the welfare queen, of, you know, somebody who only has children to get money from the state so that they can eat lobster and shrimp every night on the state and the taxpayer's dime. And that has never been the case for the people that need that assistance that has been the case for people who steal from those systems much like that rich white couple who live on a yacht and have six to eight different uh you know addresses where they're receiving assistance from those states (laughs) i want to get i just I remember how happy I was once receiving an overpayment check um, from the tax people (laughs) where I did my taxes and then I got my return and then they say, you know what? Actually, we messed up a little bit and should have gave you a little bit more. Here you go. Here you go. It was like $200, but still. I was like, should I frame it? I'm shooketh. Is this a scam? Is it a scam? Does this hold it up to the here? light? Hold it up to the light. This, I just want to know what it feels like. I mean, this is 
This is the kind of thing that's like just really highlights how much people who then have millions and millions of dollars do not care <laughs> at all about what that means to anybody else's life. And for Brett Favre to solicit money to build a indoor practice facility mm-hmm. for like the volleyball team that his daughter plays on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As someone who has made hundreds of millions of dollars is wild. <laughs> and the fact that the governor that he's texting, this is you are this is, you know, again, one of the biggest problems with having big money in government and in politics is all of a sudden your favorite football player, Brett Favre, is a text buddy. And when he says, I want a couple of things, uh, like, you're just trying to make it happen, right? Like, because that's your favorite football player and you want... Uh, to make that dude happy or you, you whatever it is, right? In their text messages <laughs> in 2019, the governor said, this is federal money for children and low-income adults and it's tightly controlled. And improper use could result in violation of federal law. I think that was that governor trying to like cover his butt a little bit, except for then you then gave the money, right? Like you, you then did it. And this, it what raise the money privately. Talk to your friends. You have millionaire friends. You have billionaire mm-hmm. friends. Probably you probably can hit up Elon Musk. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, you're in a completely different circle. Like you don't, you have stolen now from people who can't eat so that you can, your daughter can have a a new indoor facility with what's your fucking name on it. Like motherfuckers really can't eat. (laughs) And you like, let me get some of that. That is out like bonkers. I'm really trying to figure out different words that don't. It, uh, I just don't know what else to say other than this is the wildest premise to me that you as a person with so much status, so much celebrity, so much money, actual liquid money would steal from people who can't eat from people who need rent assistance, from people who need assistance with health care, all of the things that we refuse to work on uh, collectively, right? Like we should yeah. just have universal health care. But this is another reason why we can't have it because some fucking millionaire needs to be able to make an indoor practice facility for college athletes. <laughs> but would likely argue against those college athletes getting paid. (laughs) Like, this is the most wild, dumb shit. (laughs) None of it makes any sense. And no backlash. Like... Zero. How long did we hear and see about dogfighting? 
You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like you you right. can't say old boy's name without somebody being like, dog fight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's him. <laughs> but you can't. And those same those same people, the Farbs of the world and the 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 people, you know, sports commentators, they'll never let you f- fucking forget. <sighs> they'll never yeah. let you forget. But this person steals millions of dollars. Millions. Yeah. From people who need it in a time that they really need it, right? Like y- y'all talking about money in 2019, the Rona hits, and he still got that paper. <laughs> what happened to all those people in Mississippi? The very first time. <laughs> <laughs> like you're out of your fucking mind if you if you are not like you. This is the kind of thing that you're supposed you're supposed to be radicalized by this. Mm-hmm. This should make you understand just how disgusting these folks with the access and the power and the money, how disgusting they see us. How willing they are to let us die. <laughs> because Brett Favre wasn't about to ever at any point be dehydrated. No. no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like zero percent. Zero percent. Was he about to miss a meal? All the while taking money out of the mouths of people that need it the most. And if you're a taxpayer, you you likely pay more taxes than Brett Favre. <laughs> no matter how much money you make. Because he finds ways not to pay his taxes and he will pay an accountant firm more money than his taxes would have been. To avoid those taxes that then he's stealing from. <laughs> so you don't pay into it, then you put your hand in that pot, you get all this stuff going, and you get to just like be quiet about it once you're caught. We are we, we continuously talk about being non carceral, but where's this dude supposed to go? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to go and talk to some more of his friends that are in these high places. Yeah. And continue on. Yeah. That's exactly what's going to happen. He's not going to get in incredible trouble. And if he gets a fine of $20 million, guess what? He could pay it. And his daughter still has money when he dies. (laughs) The inheritance is still thick. It doesn't, it like, it doesn't matter. And rich people will tell you, you don't use your own money to do things. And I get that idea yes. and all of yeah. that. Like, I, I absolutely get it. Talk to your friends. You do not then crowdsource by welfare. I like mean... you just legit stole from people who are in zero position to miss that payment on their food stamp card. <laughs> Bars. Doesn't it make you want to gag? I feel like it makes you want to gag. Yep. (laughs) 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 So, (laughs) speaking of gags, one of the things that I thought about uh, based on life experience and 
You brush your teeth regularly, right? Indeed. I do also, right? Um, and in the space of brushing the teeth, there's also a tongue that's in your mouth that I'm hoping all of us also brush. Got to get to it. Got to get to it. You're now, kind of not doing I, anything if you don't. <laughs> that. So I don't even stick in like your tongue out. I don't have my tongue is like probably an inch of out of my mouthness. Um, so my mouthness is yeah, there's there's about an inch of out of the mouth. Um, with that, I brushing the tongue, I have to brush across, not front to back because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it elicits a crazy response, indeed. Um, which then got me to thinking of like in my adult life of fornicating. There being uh, times <laughs> of fornicating and some of the acts that happen during fornication that it's like, hmm, there's a lot less gag here than brushing teeth and not for lack of the, the instrument. And so I want to know in the same vein of like how you can't, they say you can't pee while having sex, as far as like men, like peeing, like it cuts that all, like it's good, you're not going to pee necessarily. Right. It kind of switches that off. Right. Right. Um, and I think that I guess another way to put that into the general is like those pain and pleasure centers are like located very close to each other. And it seems like during sex, the pain and pleasure centers are like blurred. Okay. And pleasure seems to take over some of the ple- the pain center. Okay. Yeah. So why is it that it can be harder for some of these ladies in the world to brush their tongue than it is to insert a non-phallic object into non-phallic is it well it's phallic but what is it when it's because phallic is the shape of it actually the phallic object sorry yeah Yeah. phallic object into their esophagus but can't brush their tongue without almost dying yeah we need to have a doctor on because i would love to know the answer to this but that but you're hearing that that is a thing like that well these two i'm a i'm a person that does both and i know how it works for me yeah and so like is that have you ever thought of like why is that Yeah, I mean, I've thought, why does this? Yes, I have thought, yeah. do I have the answer? Not necessarily. Yeah, no, no, I think, no. I don't yeah, think, I, yeah. I think that, I thought, honestly, I thought I had figured a thing out with brushing my teeth and brushing my tongue. Yeah. There was like a moment in my brain that I was like, oh, like you could breathe through this, right? Like sort yeah. of how you breathe through the other thing. And so it's like taking a big deep breath and I was that yeah. was working for like 
I don't know, two weeks or something. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm right back to like eyes watering and about to die, just brushing my yes. teeth, like almost throwing up. And, you know, like, <laughs> I, I'm just trying to get a clean mouth. I don't know why this is so hard. <laughs> it may, you know, have something to do with the size of the object. Like if it is, you know, a big enough object that it is, oh. uh, it, you know, like it, yeah. it, it interacts in a different way is the best gotcha. way for me to think gotcha. of it. Um, also, you're not putting a toothbrush, you know, as far down or yeah. any of yeah, those yeah. things. Um, so it's like, maybe you just get over the threshold or something. Ah, you know, like, that's know. insight. <laughs> no, I mean, that's that's that to me makes a certain amount of sense. Yeah, I mean, We're like this, like I can't, Give me a multivitamin pill. You remember how multivitamins used to come in that bag of like, <laughs> you give me one of those joints to try to take. I, I can't take pills. So the yeah. way that I have to take pills is I have to throw a regular piece of food or something, a bite of a something, and then throw the joint and just swallow it together. Like a regular size pill. If you, if you said just take this, <laughs> I'm about to throw up. It does not work. This is part of why I just don't do like aspirin and Advil, like all that stuff. Cause just the process of the possibly bank. throwing this up is just like, nah, not and working. I know it should work, Yeah, but it doesn't. This is why I go gummies for a lot of my, <laughs> my vitamins. We have all vitamin gummies in my house. Cause Brie can't swallow pills. Either. Yeah. Just not and so that's a thing. And it's like definitely something that's been on the brain and it brought it here because it was just like, yeah, like, and I'm like, there's been some wild moments of like, in my mind, I'm like, whoo, like, you should be dying right now. This is, and, and, and even in the space of it being a response, there being a, the gag response, it's still not the dramatics of with brushing the tongue. It's nothing gag. like it. It's literally nothing like it. Yeah. And the recovery is quicker. I don't know how, but the recovery yes. is like, oh, okay. All right. Just take it. Yeah. Okay. And you can That's go back a... brushing yeah. your tongue and you're almost throw up. It's like, no, but for real, you're going to throw up and you're yeah. all like all systems are a go almost. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's... Bad news bears. Bad well, news bears. In the same vein, and we'll close out on this, but few years back mm -hmm. we had a young lady out here braided up bronze down copper tone uh <laughs> in uh, uh, copper toned tan bodied doing doing the work of the people you know just out here being a whole president of the NAACP in uh you know Spokane? Spokane, I think it was. Then it was revealed that this was a who IT woman. And she was ridiculed into oblivion. Or so we thought. So we thought. And then this internet does a thing where she pops up 
couple of pictures pop up. Let me say that, not she. A couple of pictures pop up of her on the fans of only, <laughs> otherwise known as only fans. Boy. Boy. And, and no, not like get to the Monty's, but Do that's a know? hell of a rebrand. So let's, but let's all are, go ahead. I just want to say you, you go ahead and finish. Cause I just want to say there was, there was another step between oh. in the rebrand. Okay. See, I didn't catch it, but I caught that and was like, uh, this is tight. There was, there was, uh, there was one other step and that step was, okay, I'm just going to go back to doing hair because apparently oh. she did hair. And she had a YouTube channel that was all about locks, braids, taking care of natural hair, but in Mm -hmm. extensions because she's not doing any of those things with her hair. So she was out here being trying to be, you know, a YouTube hair queen. And that clearly didn't work. And here we are. Again, I say, handle your scandal. Make your money the way you need to. Uh, you know, it's only fans. It's your body. You get to choose to do what you want with your own situation. But quite the fall, like you said. Quite the uh, mm-hmm. went from, you know, having all this prestige, all of this, uh, you know, status in the community, status in uh, the equity space to do what she has done and unapologetically though like for as much as she has been exposed in multiple different ways like she's just like mm-hmm. I'm just gonna keep on trucking <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah this is who I am I'm not I identify as a black woman <sighs> and that's just what I'm gonna do <laughs> y'all, y'all can be mad I don't even talk to my parents. What do you want me to do for you? You know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't even think that it matters when people are like, I don't, I just don't know how it hits her. I, when people are like, what are you doing? No one wants this or blah, blah, blah. Like, I have no idea how much money she makes on OnlyFans. Like, yeah, maybe it's a lot. Maybe it's not. She used to do cameo. She don't do that no more, which means I feel like you don't have a, you don't have a place. In that space. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just. Also, the the pictures that I saw, the two pictures that you sent me were like, this is the last thing I want to see. I don't want (laughs) I don't want those. I don't want those weird faces you're making with this half nude, not nude, showing me a nipple. Don't care. Why do you have justice tattooed on your butt? Oop. Why? Because. When she's throwing that thing back uh-huh. and you fired up and like justice, justice. That's exactly what normally happens. For all. <sighs> Including the brothers. <laughs> I 
Yo, why is there a tweet though? This says <laughs> Rachel Dolezal filed her OnlyFans her OnlyFans nudes under Ebony. And then it's a picture of Farrakhan. <laughs> 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 Like, I just, uh, here's my thing. Yeah. One thing I know for certain is black creators and especially black women creators do not get paid the amount of money that they deserve. They do not get the shine that they should. They do not get the uh, status from those things that they should. And so when Rachel Dolezal is out here pretending to be a black woman, getting all the dollars, that actual black woman could have got. I don't like it. Like she's still just, I don't like it. (laughs) Listen, white women get to do whatever they want. There's never gonna be a time where dudes are not like, yes, I I will pay this OnlyFans for this white lady's things. Like maybe not specifically Rachel Dolezal, I don't know. But like white women don't go out of style. (laughs) So you get to be a white woman and take up that space. like taking space from black women who do not get the same, even close to the same shine is some shit behavior. And to have ever pretended like you were doing this for the black community, you were doing this for black women is like you're continue. You took their space in the fucking NAACP. Now you're going to take space at fucking OnlyFans. You tried to take it at YouTube. Like what the fuck? What the fucking fuck? What the fucking fuck? What the fucking fuck? I'm, I'm gonna just, use that like, in real just like you can't, you can't just skip over that part. Like that part matters. You, you getting to like play dress up and decide that you're a black woman until you don't want to, until the police are like, "Fuck you, I'm gonna do something." You gonna wash some shit off and be like, "Nope, no, nope, no, nope, my name, my name is Amy." Boop. I'm out here just, you know, hey, hey, hey. Amy, you get to take a... up this kind of space and then say it's for us. <laughs> Fuck you. That's a bar. That's a bar. I do want to see what the content is going to stream. Like, I do want to see what kind of content she's going to be dropping. I'm trying to see. Give me some healthy thighs. You know? <laughs> <laughs> some healthy thighs. <laughs> With that, we about to get ourselves up out of this thing. Appreciate y'all listening. We doing our... Uh, our one two, I know for the listeners that have been a long time, this felt normal. And we bring in y'all more normal. With that, follow us on the Instagram. So you can follow us at Unrefined Sophisticates. Follow me, can at I Technically Can, and follow Morg at Portland Morgan. Make sure you like us, subscribe, and review wherever you listen. And tell a friend to tell a friend about us. You know what that means. It's checkout time. Gotta go. Gotta go. Yeah, baby. Hey, come on, man, get your bags, man. Call that bell, motherfucker.